Bibles, I should have turned to Romans 8, verse 13. Ask my wife to go ahead and hit that record button if she didn't already. Hallelujah. I appreciate everybody coming to be with us today. Appreciate our visitors. God's been good. He's been so good. It's, it's an awesome thing to come into His house. It's an awesome thing to be able to, to enter into His presence. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Romans 8, verse 13 says, For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if, if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God... They are the sons of God. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. We need him to work. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much today for your word. We thank you so much for all that you've done in this service already. And we're believing you, Lord God, to break the yoke. Hallelujah. And every single distraction. And I pray, Lord God, that you would lead us forward, that you would anoint this word. To our hearts, to our minds, give us ears to hear what your spirit would say. I pray that you would help me to get out of the way. Let all my flesh be out of the way, Lord God, so that I can speak your heart clearly. Not my mind, not my opinion, but your heart is all that we're interested in today. Lord, have your way in this service. Hallelujah. Bless it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Well, I'm excited for church today. I know it's Sunday morning, and I know some of us might be tired Some of us might be more tired than others, but God's still good. God's still so good. We're blessed to be able to come here today. We're blessed to be able to enter into his presence. And I appreciate the rich visitation of the Lord today. And I know, I know that a lot of that, you know, God's, God's always looking to do that. He doesn't decide to just walk by someday, but whenever his people reach out to him, He'll come. He'll come. And I appreciate all of you coming and praying and putting your heart into prayer and, and, and seeking the heart of God, seeking God's presence to come down, seeking just the Spirit to, to fill this house. It makes a difference. It really, really does. God delights, delights in mercy. He delights in filling up His children. He, does, he delights in, in blessing. He wants to give you the desire of your heart. Hallelujah. And I, I thank God today. There's no, no better place. There's no better thing than in His presence. And I'm excited for what the Lord will do. I, I've been praying so much about these services, been praying about the pastor's services he's preaching out there and, and getting preached to. And, and I, appreciate, I appreciate everybody backing that up. appreciate everybody, all the support. It, it, means, it means so much. It means so much. But I, I really am excited for what the Lord's going to do. I, I was telling my wife yesterday, she asked uh, how I'm feeling about how I'm feeling about the, the services today and how I felt about the one on Wednesday. I said, you know, I feel better than ever. I've been praying so much about this and I really, really feel so strongly that the Lord's got something beautiful coming down the pike for us. And, and God's going to work in a special way. If we'll let Him, we got to let Him. It's up to us. He's, he's reaching His hand out. And if we reach back, we can get what He has for us. But we've got to let Him. And I do believe, I do believe God wants to do something powerful in us. He wants to help us. He wants to do something so special. So buckle up and let the Lord have His way. So here, here in this scripture, here in Romans, we, we, we see this, this, this battle of the flesh and the spirit. And it's a constant battle between what we want and our carnal nature and what God wants for us. And we have the option, we have the ability to, to mortify, to choose against the deeds and the works of this flesh. And, and to choose to, to feed into the Spirit. 
choose to pray, choose to read your Bible, choose to do all these things that are going to nourish the spirit, to come into the house of the Lord and to be ready for, for him to do a work. We have that option. And whenever we do that, you know, whenever God, whenever we're filled with the Holy Ghost and we're led by that spirit, that's, that's when the Lord's saying, hey, I acknowledge you're my child. Those are my children that are doing that. My children are the ones that are crying out to me. My children are the ones that are seeking to do a work for me. My children are the ones that are seeking my mind and my heart. That are saying there's no better place but in my presence. That's my children. Hallelujah. I appreciate a church full of the children of God. It's an awesome thing. It's an awesome, awesome thing to come and to, to bind together in unity. God's good to us. He's so good. to I know I say that a lot. But he deserves it a lot. He's been good. And I don't want to ever forget it. I don't want to ever forget how good God's been to me. No matter what I'm facing, no matter how hard things get in my life, God's still good. He's done so much for me and so much more than I could ever begin to be worthy of. I'm worthy of hellfire. I'm worthy of death. But I thank God today I'm not dead, I'm alive, and I'm more abundantly alive than what I've ever been. God's filled me up with His Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. God is a good God. I didn't deserve that. I didn't deserve joy unspeakable and full of glory, but that's what He gave. Hallelujah. That's what He desires to continue to give. It was said already today. It keeps on getting better. And there's nothing else in this world that's like that. Oh, not, not, not in the same way that it is for Jesus. Whenever He fills you up with His Spirit, He sets you on a journey. I thank God for that, you know, getting, getting started. And I remember whenever Brother Chris got filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and he was just so excited and so amazed by the things of God. And he starts reading the Word and starts getting spoke to by the Lord through the Word and getting revelation. Hallelujah. And all the more... Ever since he started that journey, he was amazed then, but he's all the more amazed now. He can be reading the Word, and it can just blindside him. Whoa! I didn't know that it was that good. I was listening to some preaching here recently, and a preacher was saying, he was praying about a service he was going to be preaching, and he just, he just got into the Word and was reading it, and he come upon something he's read a hundred times over. And it just tears just started pouring down his eyes as he read this, as new revelation was poured out to him. Not something new, not some new thing that's never been seen in the Word, but something he never saw quite like that. And it was just beautiful, and it was just so amazing. He appreciated the Lord. And God's able to continue to let this journey incline and do better things and do greater things. We got to let him. We got to let him. We got to seek his face. Hallelujah. Turn to Second Peter. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter 1. can't help but to be excited about the thing that God's doing in my life, in your life, in this church, in this community, opening doors. God's an awesome God. Second Peter chapter one, if you have it, say amen. amen. All right. That sounds like most of you. Simon Peter, a servant, an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Hallelujah. Thank God that it has been Mm. unto you through the knowledge of God and of of Jesus, our Lord, according to according as his divine power has given unto us through all things that pertain unto life and to godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. That's a mouthful, but it's all good. So good. Whereby are given unto us. 
exceeding. Hallelujah, exceeding. Great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. I thank God that I get to be a, a partaker of this. Oh, I'm just blessed to be a partaker, church. I'm just blessed to be able to have an opportunity to taste of this stuff. Because God's been good to me. I, this divine nature. Hallelujah. The, the fruit of the Spirit, it says in another part in Galatians. I get to be a partaker of that. Things that are contrary to me. I've testified about this probably a hundred times before. But I thank God. I remember being so angry, so depressed, and so filled with all the, the hatred of this world and being so dark whenever I was a sinner. And, and I remember, I remember, uh, you know, coming with conflict, uh, trying to tear down this word of God to our pastor, regularly calling him, regularly trying to, to, to disprove the Bible, to disprove the word of God, being an atheist. And, and I remember just, uh, that was my, that was my goal. I remember standing on the corner and the Baptist kids would come up to me and try to hand me Bible tracts. And, and they're all excited. They're trying to do something for God. They're, they're excited to be able to, to share the Bible. And I remember just making it. I didn't believe in heaven. I didn't believe in hell. I didn't believe in anything. And I remember being such an awful person that I would strive. My goal would be to, to just leave them with a bad taste for the Bible. Try to convince them that the devil is a better person than God. I was a horrible, horrible person. And today I'm blessed. And I don't deserve a single bit of it. I'm blessed to, you know, I had, I had all of the fruit of darkness. I had all of the, 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 the fruit of the flesh. Hallelujah. But today... I, I get to be a part of these exceeding great and precious promises today because of God's wonderful, beautiful mercy. Hallelujah. Because of His Word, because of people of God that were faithful, reaching out and praying and just being good witnesses. Hallelujah. I'm able to have this today inside of me. I'm able to, to be able to have fruit of the Spirit, God's character inside of me. And I thank God for that today. That, that's what the fruit of the Spirit is. And I, I don't have it in my notes today. Uh, and, and I just want to be led by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You get to have that inside of you today. You better thank God for that. God wants so much to impress upon you the fruit of His character. His character. The character of Almighty God. This one that's infinite in mercy. That His mercies are new every morning. He, he wants His character to shine through you. It's so beautiful. I thank God here recently. We've just been seeing some beautiful things going on. Brother Cain and Brother Brian getting baptized. And how thankful I am to see that. God's still working. His plan's still for today. Hallelujah. It hasn't changed. I don't see a single part in this Bible where it says this is only for this hour. But no, today God's still working. He's still filling folks with the Holy Ghost. He's still washing sins away through baptism. And I thank God for that. I can remember talking to each of them. I remember Brother Brian just, just feeling the presence of God, drawing him and barely stand up. Just like in the book of Acts, whenever the, the Spirit of God was working, they could barely stand. And people thinking, they're, they're, these people were drunk. These people were drunk. And Peter stood up. Hallelujah. These men are not drunk as he supposed. Hallelujah. But it's the Spirit of God. He does beautiful things in us. And I remember talking to Brother Brian. How do you feel? Better than I've ever felt. Better than I've ever felt. Feel cleaner than I've ever felt in my entire life. That's what God can do for you. The best that this world has to offer. I remember the drugs. And I remember the alcohol. And I remember striving for a better feeling. And I felt dirty. 
I didn't feel clean. I might have temporarily forgot the things that were, was, you know, daunting me. I, I might have been able to get away from it for a moment. Uh, those things might have numbed me for a period in time, but I always went back and maybe even worse. Hallelujah, but not with the presence of God. He'll clean you up. And he'll set you on a path for the better. Hallelujah. God's good to us that way. Hallelujah. I remember talking to, to Brother Cain and hallelujah. He's so excited, so excited for that word, so excited to, to get more. And he's just fired up and he, he wants to know more about this. And, and, and thank God. for that. Where do you get more? Where do you get more? How, how do you know how to get more? And we find that in his word. You know, the Bible talks about worshiping in spirit and in truth. So important. Both of those are important. I don't want to overemphasize on one over the other because we need both of them. And I believe whenever you're in the mind of God, when you're in the will of God, you're going to have both of them. You're going to have both of them working. Hallelujah. God's good to us. God is good to us. You know, we can't guess or just believe anybody. Hallelujah. It's, it's not about the, the mind of a man. It's not about the will of a man. It's not about anything like that. We got we to gotta seek the word. We got to seek the word. We gotta, the, the Lord provides adequate information in here. Trust me, he does. God's good to us. And he supplies everything that you need in here. If you want more of Jesus, you're going to find it in that word. If you want to understand, if you want to understand this Bible, if you want to understand the plan of God for your life, you're going to find it in that word. Thank God that we can come into this house, we can get preached to. That's not it. If, you, if the only thing you got going in you is coming to the house and getting preached to, that's not it. I, I do know that the, our faith has increased. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord, and the preaching is necessary for the salvation of our souls. We need to come into this house and get preached to. That's absolutely part of the plan of salvation. It kicks off that way. The, the Lord, the Lord put a revelation in Peter and built upon that revelation. He used Peter to preach the salvation message in the book of Acts. Whenever they asked, how, "Men and brethren, what shall we do?" How are we going to be saved? Peter's the one that stood up and preached to them. Gave them gave them the explanation. Told them, you need to repent of your sins. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And once you do that, you can go ahead and write it down. You shall be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. It didn't stop there. He said, you know, that promise is unto you. Uh, but it's also unto your children. And it's unto all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. He's still calling today. He's still working today. I thank God for that. I'm believing God's going to do great things. Brother Cain, Brother Brian, I believe he's got greater things ahead for them. They only just got the beginnings of it, and they're excited to get more. And as long as they keep that excitement, keep on reaching to a God that reaches it back, oh, hallelujah, they're going to get so much. God's so good. Through obedience of His Word and denial of that fleshly nature. Hallelujah. We're talking about that fleshly nature in Romans, the 8th chapter. We We need to recognize that there's a constant battle. There's a constant battle. We're always going to be working against that flesh. Our flesh doesn't want to seek God. Our flesh would rather just take it easy, take the the path of least resistance. But you know what? Sometimes there's resistance in the spirit. A lot of the times there's resistance in the spirit. I can't recall a single thing that God wanted me to do that didn't have resistance involved. I remember the first time that I decided to worship the Lord. And I, I, I... I'm not the type of person that, that uh, fancies dancing in front of a group of people. That is not something that I felt like would be fun at all. I know some of you might, that might have been a fun idea for you, but not for me. And, uh, but I could see it clearly in his word that 
that I need to be able to deny myself and worship the Lord. And I, I wanted the Holy Ghost so bad that nothing in my life mattered anymore. It, it didn't matter how uncomfortable it made me. It didn't matter how much it pricked my heart. It didn't matter how much it hurt my pride. I had to get what God wanted for me. And I knew that God was worthy of it. I knew that God deserved deserved my discomfort. Because you know what? I, I surely made God discomfort. I, I put God through a lot of uncomfortable situations. It was my sin that Jesus bore on that cross. I made him uncomfortable. So you know what? I deserve to be uncomfortable a while. And I thank God that, hallelujah, he, he welcomed me with open arms. I, I remember praying, God, I just can't do this on my own. I just need, I just need you to, to, to give me something to latch on to. And I ran up here with my long hair and, 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 and my <laughs> all a mess. I ran up here and just decided I'm just going to close my eyes and reach out. And I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never worshipped the Lord before. And I just reached out and just so happened that the Lord landed a brother right there that was excited worshipping God. My hand just happened to hit his shoulder and he looked over. Okay, well, he just grabbed a hold of me. Okay, we're going to go with this. And we just worshipped the Lord. And from that point on, I said, you know what? I'm just going to worship the Lord. I don't care how I feel. And it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. Because He deserves it. He deserves all the glory. He deserves all the praise. Hallelujah. He's a good, good God. So you've got to deny yourself. You've got to deny yourself. You've got to mortify the deeds of this body, the flesh, the, the carnal nature. It's not talking about hurting yourself in any way, but it, it will hurt your pride. It will hurt your pride. But you know what? That's okay. Your pride never did anything good for you. My pride never helped me. You, you know, it's funny, uh, funny in a sad way, I suppose. Uh, you know, we see so much insecurity today. But isn't it a weird thing that, that insecurity is so often coupled with pride? You know, an insecure person, you're thinking, you know, they're, they're not sure of themselves. They're, they're, not, they're not really sure if this is going to be right or wrong or what people might think. But so often the side effect of that comes off as pride. They come, and they've got to they gotta prove themselves. They've got to, you know, eh, you know what? God's done so much for me. He's done so much for me. I don't got to prove anything. I don't got to prove anything. I'm not worthy of this. I'm not worthy to even come into this house, but God let me. And I just want to strive every single day to be a help, to be a blessing, to strengthen. Because God's been that for me. And God sent people along while I was evil in my thoughts. While I was every bit of wickedness. People were praying for me. I remember here in the Sunday school class was praying for me. Back then we had enough young children in our, in our congregation. We had a Christian school. And they were praying for me every day. They're praying for me? For me? They're taking time out of their schedule. And, and a whole big group of people praying for me. It's amazing. It's amazing. But you know what? That's the children of God. They're going to put aside themselves. They're going to reach out. And I appreciate a church that will do that. So many, so many of you took me in and, and, and took me into your house, bought me meals, showed me kindness. And I appreciate that. It takes that. It does take that. God, God, God didn't design a church to operate in, in isolation. God designed a church so that you could come in. And maybe you're not a social type and that don't matter. You'll be blessed. 
You'll be blessed. You can come in and you can receive the blessings of the people of God. People that are filled with the Holy Ghost. People that want to minister to you. People that are praying for you. People that want the very best in your life. The best, the best doesn't come easy. You know, uh, I, I was telling somebody here recently, uh, I remember hearing uh, somebody talk about how to become a millionaire. And, um, and a lot of that stuff is just garbage. <laughs> but this was, uh, this, was, this was something that was genuinely uh, some wisdom. And he said the first step, he said, I'll, I'll give you easy steps to become a millionaire. The first step, decide that it's worth the work. Because <laughs> it takes a lot of work. It's not just going to be easy. It's not just going to be easy. There's going to be some work. There's going to be some decisions you've got to make. And, and you've got to decide, hey, is it, worth, is it worth the effort? Is it worth the long hours? And I'm not trying to be a millionaire here today. But I do want to get close to Jesus, and I know that that's far more valuable. That's far more valuable than any earthly possession. I thank God He's blessed all of us. I said that earlier. He's blessed all of us so much. And it's unbelievable. Whenever we first come to God, what did we have? And today, it's our closets are overflowing. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you the number of times that my daughter comes home with bags and bags of clothes. Thank God we've got a car that's big enough to haul it all. Because, <laughs> man, it, we're constantly... Okay, well, I guess we're going to clean out closets again because the church is generous. God's good to us. God's good to us. He's blessed us. You know, some of us, I, I was hearing uh, Brother Epley was preaching about, uh, about these exceeding great and precious promises. And he was, uh, he was talking about how the Lord blesses you and he's uh, 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 abundantly above all that you ask or think. And, and he was saying, you know, abundantly abundantly blessed. You know, uh, we're always excited if we can get a raise on our job. We can get a dollar raise. Man. Thank you, Jesus. That's a blessing. But he said an abundant raise. Man, that'd be like $5 an hour. Get a $5 an hour increase. That's an abundant raise. And then I, I just, my mind just went straight ahead. And I was like, man, I know somebody got abundantly above all that they ask or think. I know somebody got a $10 raise. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's how God works. Whenever you decide to put him first, he'll bless you in ways you didn't even ask for it. You, didn't even ask, you don't even have to ask. God knows what you have need of. And you know what? He, he doesn't just want. This is the beautiful thing about God. He's not interested in just having you scoot by. Maybe sometimes that's all we're working for. Maybe sometimes that's in our flesh. We're just, uh, you know, I just want to get by. Uh, but you know what? God's like, I don't want you to just get by. I want you to thrive. I want you to have such a blessed life. Uh, you, you might ask that I, I, would, I would make sure that your bills are taken care of, but I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do so much more. I'm going to bless you because I want, I want the world to be able to look at you and say, that's a, that's a king's kid. Hallelujah. That's a child of God. They're blessed. Hallelujah. We're not, we're not begging bread. We're not begging bread. God blesses us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's good. So through obedience of his word and denial of our fleshly nature, we can get more of God. The same place, you know, they can get it, Brian and, and, and Cain, they can get it the same place that we get it. The rest of us get it through that denying of, of our flesh and, and through obedience to his word. It doesn't change. Those two principles are always going to be there. We're always going to have to deny our flesh. We're always going to have to o- obey the word of God. We can't forsake the word. We can't forsake the spirit. We can't forsake the preaching. God put all these things here for our good. And, and, and it's always a blessing. I was talking about, you know, worshiping God and denying my flesh to do that and, 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 and going through the awkwardness of coming in front of a group of people. What might they think? What might they think I'm trying to prove or this or that or any of the other things and all the stupid mess that goes through our mind. And, and trust me, if, it, if you thought it, it probably went through my mind. But 
I'm so glad that I did that. I don't regret that one bit. There's not a single thing that I've done for God that was easy, but there's not a single thing that I've done for God that I regret. And this, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that that's the same for all of you. You, you, you whenever you press through, man, it's uncomfortable. You might think, I don't know how I'm going to manage this, but I see it so clearly in the word. I cannot ignore it. I cannot deny that this is the will of God. So you know what? I'm going to put this aside for a minute. I'm going to put my feelings and my thoughts and my emotions and all this garbage aside. And I'm going to just decide to obey God. And, and once you do that, I can't imagine not obeying God. I can't imagine this not being in my life. It's better to serve God. It's better to just heed to the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I appreciate the Lord filling me with the Holy Ghost. I don't want you to ever forget. Don't ever forget whenever God filled you with the Holy Ghost if you've been filled. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, it's a beautiful thing to call into your remembrance. To remember what it felt like. To remember the thoughts that went through your mind and, and how God worked it out. Don't ever forget that. Remember it. Call it to your mind on a regular basis. Call it to your mind on a regular basis. And for those that are seeking for the Holy Ghost, those that have, those that have, that have seen the, the, the necessity of it, maybe some people haven't that, that are going to come through this house. and they, They're not really actively seeking for God. But, but they, they recognize, maybe, maybe, you know, I, I come to the house of God. Let's, let's remember. We were in that place at one point. I don't know why each and every one of you are here today, and I, I really got to move here a little quicker, but I want you to remember, church, remember what went through your mind, the resistance that you felt, and be a burden lifter. Be a burden lifter. Actively seek out those that are seeking the Holy Ghost. Actively seek out those that are not seeking the Holy Ghost, and, and, and pray for them. Pray for them. Be a blessing to them. Lift those heavy burdens. Hallelujah. I know in Matthew 5, 6, it says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. God wants to fill us. God wants to take care of that. It's not, it's not a lack on his part. If you ever think for a minute, and I know it's a thing that courses through minds on a regular basis. Well, God just doesn't want to fill me. I'm just not worthy. None of us are worthy. None of us are worthy. That's why Jesus paid the price. It's his blood that makes us worthy. Hallelujah. And God wants to fill souls with the Holy Ghost. That's what he lived for. That's what he died for. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Isaiah 1.11. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <clears throat> Isaiah 1, 11 through 13. I'm going to read some of this, and, uh, and there's a lot that's going on here. And it sounds kind of interesting to pull it right in the middle here, but I'll, we'll cover some of this here. So, to what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of burnt offerings of rams and the fat of, the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he-goats. Hallelujah. When you come and appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread on my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. New moons and Sabbaths, calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. So this, this is something where, if you're just hearing this for the first time, it sounds like God's 
Godson lost his mind. You required all of this, Lord. You're the one. You're the one that wanted us to do this. It was your commandment to do all of this. It was your commandment to bring these offerings. This is in the Old Testament. This is whenever their, their worship is, is bringing these beasts and slaying them on an altar. And God's saying, I don't want that. I don't want anything to do with that. Because, because their heart was no longer in it. He went on to talk about all these different ceremonies. He went on to talk about all these different things. And they all had a purpose. And they were all a shadow of things that were to come. Hallelujah. But he called them vain oblations. And I think that's the key, because they're vain oblations. Whenever we're just going through the motions, it doesn't mean anything to God. It doesn't mean anything to God. If you just show up just to show up, it doesn't mean anything to God. But as we were saying earlier, and as I can't just get away from, whenever we put our heart into it, whenever we really engage and we really seek the heart and the mind of God and the will of God above ourselves, above our carnal nature, above our flesh, Hallelujah. That's when God can work. So we're doing things. The children of, uh, children of Israel are doing things. But why? What's the purpose? They lost the purpose in it all. They lost the purpose. And I know we go a million miles a minute, it seems. And it's easy. It's easy to lose that purpose. The question of why, why, what we are trying to accomplish is something that rarely comes, comes passively. It doesn't just come naturally. So many good things, if you've noticed, good things don't tend to come naturally. You don't make a living just by existing. You don't, you got to work at it. It's not something that just comes naturally. Waking up out of bed in the morning doesn't always come naturally. In fact, sometimes that's harder than others. But you know what? It's something we got to invoke. It's something we have to choose, put our mind to, and say, you know what? I'm going to make up my mind to, 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 to consider these things. We've got to care enough to break that routine to achieve a desirable outcome. So they're worshiping the Lord. And it should be without thought that this is, well, of course, of course the purpose is, is for worship. It's to honor God. I, I see his word. I see what I need to do. And so I'm going to do it. And, and that would seem like pretty clear-cut purpose there. But whenever their heart's disconnected, they miss the whole point. The people that can, that can follow the Word of God, uh, seemingly to a T, it seems like if you were to, to pick them out visually, you'd say, oh, for sure they're a child of God, but they're missing the whole heart of it. It's the worst stench. It's the worst stench. That's something, if you want to see God get angry, you, you, see, you see people just pulling his word and, and using it for their own devices, using it to build up themselves, using it for their self-righteousness. That's something that God will get real angry at real fast. God desires our hearts. God wants that relationship that Brother Bob was talking about. He doesn't want you to just look at, look at his word and take the practicality and the amazing principles that are in there to just become somebody better for yourself but he wants this is the amazing thing about jesus you know i know as i know as being an atheist in the past so oftentimes accusing god of being this egotistical dictator but no god is the type of god where he wants to bless you in such a way he wants to 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 provide in your life in such a way you know it's going to bring him glory and what does that glory do that glory creates the opportunity 
for him to be able to reach out and affect others. Because you're inevitably going to come across somebody else's path. You're inevitably going to, to rub shoulders with somebody else. And if you're letting the Spirit of God bless you the way he wants to bless you, mm, hallelujah, they're going to notice it. They're inevitably going to start asking some questions about the Bible, about, well, what, you know, I noticed there's something special about you. I noticed you just seem like you can't get the smile off your face. All the rest of us are getting frustrated and, 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 and bickering back and forth about what's going on and the job and this and that and the other thing. And it just seems like we can't get you down if we tried. What is it about that? And you get to tell them about the God you serve. You get to tell them about how he picked you up, turned you around, placed your feet on solid ground. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's a good God. You get to, that's the beautiful thing about Jesus. He's not interested in, in just glory for himself to puff himself up. He's interested in being as effective as possible because he wants his children to be blessed. He wants to see you happy, more happy than what you've ever known. Joy, unspeakable. We can't put words to the type of joy that he wants to give. Hallelujah. God's so good. So we got to remember, have you ever had a conversation with somebody and it felt like this conversation was just going around in circles? And it's like, man, we started talking about this and I know we had a reason. And we both seem like we're fighting real hard for a goal. And it seems like the further we go, the, 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 the further back we get. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, I found myself when I'm talking to my wife and we're talking about some things or talking to other people and we're talking about something. I found I, sometimes I need to get to a place where I stop and pump the brakes. What are we, what are we trying to accomplish here? What's the, what's, the, what's the goal? What's the outcome? And then, and then recalibrate from there. Sometimes we need to do that. Sometimes we get started doing something and we forget why exactly we're doing it and what we're trying to accomplish in doing it. I think that's a big case in what happened there in, in Isaiah. These people, they started doing something, and they started doing it for the right reason. They started doing it because they see it in the Word. Maybe they started doing it with a heart to please God. Maybe you, you made a habit of coming to church, and that's amazing. That's an awesome thing, and that's, you did it for the right reason, I can only suspect. And you came to church, and you, maybe you started worshiping God. You did that for the right reason, because you want to honor God. But it's our carnal nature over the course of time. If we're not careful, we lose track of our purpose. And we just start going through the motions of doing the right thing. But our mind is disconnected. Why would you come here today? I, I remember the first time I came here today. I was, in, I was invited to church. My, my wife was real sneaky. She wasn't my wife back then. And uh, she knew that I was only allowed to visit on the weekends because she was in school. Uh, she was 17 and I was uh, 19. And uh, if I was to visit, I had to come out on the weekends. Well, it just so happens if uh, I come out on the weekend, she's going to be at church. And uh, she's not going to miss church for me. Thank God for that. And, uh, and so if I'm going to visit her, I- I'm going to have to come to church. In my mind, I didn't care. You know, it didn't really matter to me. I didn't believe in God. I, went, I-, I would go to church for my mom, you know, growing up, and, and I'd, I'd sit through a, a Catholic service, and, uh, and that was no big deal to me. Uh, I can space out for two hours real easy. I'm good at that. I'm real good at that. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I came to church, and, uh, and man, I got some things I didn't expect. <laughs> God had my number. God, God saw. Nothing surprises God. He, he, was, he was planning that day before I was born. And he laid, he laid on the preacher's heart just exactly what I was facing that nobody else in the world knew about. 
Nobody knew the things that were tossing, tumbling through my mind. And he worked that out so beautifully. And now I'm going to tell you right away, I came into church and I, and I didn't feel the presence of God like we felt here this morning. I didn't feel that at all. In fact, I, I saw a lot of things that I'd never seen before. I'd never seen people excitedly shouting for the Lord. Never once in my life had I seen that. I, I'd never seen somebody that's excited about the Bible, almost, almost fanatical from my point of view about the Bible. And it's like, wow, you know what? These people, this is their world. This is their life. I've never seen anything like that. To me, that's just, whoa, this is weird. But you know what? I couldn't deny. I couldn't deny when that word of God started being preached from an anointed man of God and it started pricking my heart and dealing with my heart. I, I burnt down a lot of bridges in my life. And I, I amazingly started feeling guilty about that. And there was, my heart was hard. But you know what? God was working on something. He was preparing something. He was concocting something to deal with my heart. And so I'm, I'm thinking about, I didn't tell my wife, my girlfriend at the time about that. I, I didn't tell anybody in the world about that. Certainly didn't tell no preacher about that. And I come in and the, the, the preachers start preaching about going back and making things right. And he starts preaching and dealing so powerfully with my heart. And, and I'm just awestruck. What? No, I, I've never, never in my mind did I thought this was a possibility. It felt like the dude was in my backseat of my car. It felt like he had followed me around and he was tapping into my brain. And, and, and it, it, it caused pause. It, it, it made me stop and think because there have been some things that God had set up in my life. Hallelujah. And, and he's been working and, and thank God for it. Hallelujah. Thank God for it. So maybe you didn't come for maybe you just came because you're invited. Maybe you just came out of obligation. God can still work. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Maybe you came for more of his word today. That's awesome. That's way better than what I first came for. Maybe you came for more of his word. And I believe you can get that here. Maybe you came for healing. God's still a healer. Maybe you came for deliverance. Hallelujah. God's still delivering. He's still breaking the chains. Hallelujah. He's still setting the captives free. And he wants to continue doing that. Hallelujah. Maybe you came to see some miracles. God's still doing miracles. Hallelujah. Don't, don't listen to the lies of this world that says a miracle stopped back in the book of Exodus. and didn't stop in the book of Exodus. They didn't stop in the, in the Gospels. They didn't stop in the book of Acts. They're still working today. Maybe you came for all of the above. That's awesome. I think most of you did. I really do. I think most of you did. And I know in Ephesians 3.20, He is able to give exceedingly, abundantly, Above all that we ask or think. You know what? He's in the business of doing that. He's, in the, he's actively doing that. I remember Sister Flosser saying, you know, we, we talk about exceedingly abundantly. The, the scripture literally says exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. It, it, it's, 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 a, it's a present tense. It's all that we ask or think. It's not all that we can ask or think. Because God is present tense. God is currently actively able and working on that. He is eager, eager, eager to bless you, eager to supply, eager to blow your mind. Hallelujah. That's what God does. And he's actively working on that. So I want to challenge you today. I think the Spirit of the Lord wants to challenge you. If we're the body, what are we doing about it? We're the body of Christ. We came for all these things, all these good things. And I know we have. What are we doing about it? How, How... 
you know, we know that there's good things. We know, we, we see, the, we see the, the, the urgency in the Word to do these things. What are we doing about it? If we came to give God glory, what are we doing about that? Hallelujah. I know, that seems, seems elementary, right? Because, again, you, you would think, okay, well, I came, to, I came to worship the Lord, so, you know, the Bible talks about lifting the hands and the clapping. So I'm going to lift the hands and I'm going to do the clapping and, and we're going to do this. But if you're all the while thinking about problems and, 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 and things on your job or, or maybe you're thinking about lunch and that's easy to do. And I'm sorry if I'm holding you up there. <laughs> but, you know, we can, be, we can be doing these things. We came to worship Him. Do we do it adequately? Do we do it in a way that is ordained by the Bible? I'm not just talking about the motions of it. I know we got the, the high-sounding symbols and, and the loud voices and all of that. And we check the dots on there. That's good. That's good. We're lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubting. That's great. All of that is the Bible. But if we do that with a disconnected heart, hallelujah, we missed it. We missed it. If we came to strengthen the kingdom, how are you actively accomplishing that? Those are all good things. Those are all things that ought to be on our mind. But in the midst of going about our business, we can, we can say, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm setting out to do these things. But in the midst of it all, you can forget, what am I even doing really about that right now? I want to see the kingdom of God just blow up and just do exceedingly. Uh, I just want to see souls added to. What are you doing about that? Right now, what are you doing about that? Later on today, after you leave this house, what are you doing about that? This afternoon, what are you doing about that? Tomorrow morning, what are you doing about that? Actively think about it. Remember to, to reroute that mind that just wants to just pass through those motions. And remember, you know, like I was talking about in that conversation, we're, uh, we want to do all these things and we set out to do them for the right reasons. And, and we're trying to come, to come to a conclusion. But in the midst of it, it's easy to forget. Why are we even doing what we're doing? What is the outcome? And how, what, what's the means to get to that outcome? We felt like we were starting off on that journey, but it's so easy to lose track. So if we're not accomplishing all those things, what are you going to do about it? Hey, it might be that you need to change some things that you're doing. It might be that you need to, you mean, you need to go before the Lord in prayer and, and let Him shine that, that, hold that mirror up to your life and show you something. You know, the, the psalmist, I believe it was, David, Ask the Lord, search my heart. Know my ways, O oh God. Show me whether there be any wicked way within me. I don't want to believe that there's a wicked way within me. That's not comfortable. But you know what? We're all capable of it. I believe the Bible still says that our hearts are desperately wicked. And I know if we're left to our own devices, we're not going to accomplish things for the will of God. So if we've identified the outcome that's desired, we need to, we need to actively invoke that active thinking. What actions do I need to take to make that thing happen? Sometimes that might, be, that might come to you in prayer. Sometimes that might come to you through reading the Word. Sometimes maybe you call the pastor, Brother, I want to see the kingdom of God, uh, you know, just go forward. And, and, and Brother, I, I, I care about this so much, but I want to do something. Do you, give me some ideas. Give me some, what can I do, brother? Because I, I care about this. And, and I don't want to be idle. I, I don't want to just sit by. And, and maybe, maybe, maybe some soul could have been being ministered to by me. Maybe, maybe there's something I can back up, a work of God that somebody else is doing. Maybe I'm not the one that's going to get out there and, 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 and 
you know, Brother Chris is out there and Sister Brenda and Sister Naomi, and they're going to the nursing home several days a week, reaching out to these folks. And the pastor said before, hey, maybe you, you don't got the schedule that you can do that. That's okay. That's okay. You can back up that work. A lot of times they're buying the meals and they're buying the Bibles. There's not a single soul in that, in that nursing home that has any excuse to not have a Bible because they're on that. Thank God for that. But, you know, we can be backing up a work that somebody else is doing if we're not, if we're not heading up a work on our own. And there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that whatsoever. I, 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 you know, I, we have uh, mission work that we support in this church. We're sending out a check every month, and we're supporting the work that's going on in the Philippines there. And, and we're, we're actively doing that. I've never been to the Philippines myself. And maybe I'll never go, but I want to get behind that work. And maybe it's not within me. Maybe I, it would not be the biggest blessing that it could be to, to, for me to go out to the Philippines. But if I, can, if I can send my support some way, shape, or form, I've got to actively think about that. You know, I, be- I still believe whenever you're cheerfully given unto the Lord, I, I still believe in saying, God, I-, I want you to bless this. I want you to uh, help the church. I want this money to go for strengthening your kingdom. Hallelujah. I still believe in that. I believe in being actively minded about everything we do for the kingdom of God. I believe in a healthy asking of why. And I also believe the devil doesn't want you to get this. I, I believe 100% the devil does not want you to get this. He'd rather you go through the motions of church disconnected. He'd rather you go through the motions of a good work. Making you, like we said so, so often uh, earlier in the service, making you feel better about yourself. There's something bigger. There's something better. He'd rather you close the door for advancement. You going to let him? Hallelujah. You going to let him close that door? You going to let him just, just put you in a mental cage that that prevents you from moving forward and and from being a blessing to the kingdom of God, from being a help. Hallelujah. But you know what? I got good news for you. Still, still the Bible says, still the, still the effect is the greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. We've got a God that will fight for us. No matter how strong the devil's going to push back, no matter how strong the friction of the adversary is, no matter how many fiery darts he flings our way, we got a God that's greater, that will supply victory. We can tread on the serpent. We can tread on the scorpion. It's not going to harm you. God will take care of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Go ahead and give him glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. God will supply for you. You put your hands to battle. He'll fight. He'll fight for you. He never said the cross wouldn't get heavy. He never said that hill wouldn't be hard to climb. He never said you're not going to go into battle. Oh, no, but you're going to face some battles. But you know what? If God's on your side, if God be for us, who can be against us? God's going to fight for you. You go ahead and put your hand to battle. You go ahead and push against that, uh, against that resistance. You go ahead and fight against the will of your flesh, and God will stand up for you. God will make a way for you to be victorious. God will help you to overcome yourself. We're the biggest enemy. The devil's not the biggest enemy. The devil's a defeated foe. Yeah, he's got he's only going to be able to work on the things that you let him work on. He's going to go he's going to go ahead and get to work on your unmanaged flesh. That's that's what it is. That's what it is. But if you can decide, I'm going to fight against my flesh. I'm not gonna, I'm going to feed that spirit. Hallelujah, because I want God to have his way. 
Hallelujah. Go ahead and turn to Romans 8 again. We're going to turn to uh, verse 5. I'm going to go ahead and start reading. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are of the they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. It's never been any good to you trying to take care of yourself, making yourself to be number one. It's death. But to be spiritually minded, oh hallelujah, that's life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's it's an enemy of God. That carnal mind is the biggest enemy you've ever faced. For it is not subject to the law of God, and neither indeed can be. It can't be subject to the law of God. It's the opposite. It's the opposing force. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye, you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body, the flesh, the carnal nature, that's what we're talking about here. The body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit of life. Hallelujah. The Spirit is life because of righteousness. Whose righteousness? Not mine. Not yours. The Bible already tells us that's filthy rags. It's because of His righteousness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Sister Katie, if you could come. God's a good God. He's looking forward to supplying for you. He's looking forward to blessing your life. He's looking forward to taking care of you, helping you to overcome. He wants to give you victory. Hallelujah. And church, I want more than ever before for this church to be victorious. I want us to to press through all these barriers. Hallelujah. God, you're so good. Let's decide, church. Let's decide to be kingdom-minded. Let's allow that kingdom-mindedness to drive our actions. Considering considering our actions, considering the work that we want to see accomplished. Hallelujah. Let's come and pray. I want more of the kingdom of God. How about you? Hallelujah. I want to see souls added.
want us to put our heart behind the things that we're doing. Put our mind to it. To be active and consider the things that we're doing. Not just a bunch of well-dressed Pharisees, but a spirit-filled church. Led with purpose. Hallelujah. He doesn't want us to lose our purpose and our good works. He just wants us to be filled with purpose. He wants to use you. He wants to use you to do his work. He wants to use you to be a representative for his kingdom. Through the blessings that he wants to pour out on your life. Hallelujah. He wants you to be led and guided as you come and as you worship. As you reach out. As you just live day by day faithfully for him.